with the okay so let's let's get going we're starting with the mamari admaram tsoidaf khov base we're holding in the middle of page khov base so well and then we're going to go to i found some really exciting sources in the uh, the other hasidic sources the other hasidic movements in the with regard to the value of traveling to see tzaddik and what's the point you know what's that whole thing why wouldn't we be better off sitting with a good musr safer and horroring over a mesilis yasharim or something like that I'm starting up with Zach <laughs> alright take a look at close so we started last week about the five different levels five different points about going to the graves of tzaddikim now he's going in depth into some of the Kabbalistic stuff about how it is that we can connect with the soul of a tzaddik, which relates right back into the letter in Tanya that we were learning. So we're right in the middle of Chav Beis in the Kuntris, what's called Kuntris Eshtatchus, from the second Rebbe of Lubavitch, the Mitla Rebbe. V'yuvin kolzeh, b'toysus bir. Everything we explained can be explained here in depth. This is exactly the letter we were just learning. Um, the letter shall admonish from my father, his soul is in paradise. Explaining the Zoya that says that that a tzaddik who has gone on, who has departed from the world, is is accessible in all the worlds more so than during his life. Let's recap what he said. He, the Baltanya, comments on the Maimah Chazal that uses, and we found this in the Rambam, that the tzaddik leaves life behind. And he explained, If you want to define the life of tzaddikim, their true life is a spiritual life, consisting of emuna, ahava, yira, of faith, of love, of awe. Now, as long as the tzaddik is living on this physical world, is how you give so these three main, notice how he puts these three attributes. Emunah, Ahava, Yira. Those are the three main qualities of a tzaddik. So they were stuck in a vessel. They were stuck in their garment, which is Shubchinus, Nefesh, Akshur, Begufay. The soul of the tzaddik as it was when it was contained and limited to the body of the tzaddik. It's stuck in, it's stuck in that prison, the way the, the Ramchal refers to it. And only his disciples could only receive They can only receive what Chabad calls an upshine, a illumination, a reflection. And their rays, whatever can escape outside of the body. So you have entrapped in this body, you have all these wonderful things, and then there's, there's a few outlets. So whatever the Talmidim can get through these outlets is what they have access to. Um, and, and those come about, meaning their access points are through his speech. We discussed this last time, how you can access his thoughts. 
However, says the Balatanya, after his departure, because the soul leaves the prison of the body, is Nishara became the Nefesh. The, the, the body remains in the grave, as does the Nefesh quality sticks around the grave. But the Ruach and the higher levels, the Nishama, the Chai, and all those things go Bigan Eden. They go up to a higher place called Ferris. Thank you very much. Those three are related to what we call the Ruach, the Spirit. Why am I saying that? Up to the page of Chav Gimel. Because Emuna is related to Das, which is Kava Emtsoi, which is the middle branch, Kiyudua, as everybody who knows anything knows. Shubchen is Tiferes. That's Das is Tiferes, which is the Emuna, naturally. Levika Yocha Kol Echad Mitalmi. Now going back to us. Levika Yocha Kol Echad Mitalmi. So therefore, everyone. Notice, by the way, in this section, he still remains focused on how his disciples are going to receive from him. We're not talking yet about how somebody else can come along after his death and connect to this tzaddik. Right now he's still sticking to how one's own disciples can relate to that tzaddik after his departure. Those who are close to him, they could receive unlike when he was in his body, they were only able to receive from his nefesh that was connected to his body. But now that he's gone, so now his talmidim are able to receive from his ruach. That's a higher level. That's in a a higher place. Because it's no longer limited. It's not entrapped in a physical uh, cage. It's not in a vessel. Skip the parentheses there. This is not the case with those tzaddikim where their ruach is contained within their nefesh, and the nefesh still remains connected to the body. So his disciples cannot receive from him, or any other Jew for that matter. The only way to have access from the tzaddik is through one of his methods of sharing what's going on inside of him. He can speak, he can write, he can express himself through his, his expressions, but he's stuck with whatever bodily modes of expression there are. That's not the case. When these two parts, components of the soul separate from one another, the nefesh remains with the body, the ruach goes to much higher places, then the tzaddik from his place in Gan Eden can direct his hashpois to each Talmud according to that Talmud's accessibility and level of reception. Okay? Notice he's putting the responsibility in the lap of the Ruach that's in Gan Eden to send down messages to those who want to receive from him. The responsibility isn't with the Talmud? Yet, yet, right, yet. So we're going to get to... What about the other way around? That's what we... We didn't get to that yet. We got to that. And he's continuing to explain his father's words and the proof to all of this concept that this 
whole thing exists. Like, who says maybe we're just making it up? So the Baltanya brings a proof from Yain Kivavinu, who was a pretty popular figure in Jewish history. Rashi quotes this, that when he came in to receive the brachas from his father, so Ganeden came into the room with him. Masha'in came when Esav walked in, right? He brought Hollywood with him. As is written from the Ramam Epano, this is fascinating. Again, we saw this already a few weeks ago, but it's, it's very cool every time you see it. That there is a atmosphere of Ganeden. Mispashit Saviv Kolachot that hovers around every person. And and in this halo that exists around the person, there is etched all the person's thoughts and his speech that are holy. We make, there's this halo around the person that comes from Gan Eden, and as we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we make impressions upon that atmosphere of Ganed that exists around us. And the opposite is true with the opposite. Depending on what kind of atmosphere we carry around with us. The people who carry around an atmosphere of Gehenim, their Gehenim is made up, is comprised of what they did to create their Gehenim. Right, he gets it back. Hmm. Right there, it's, it's it's on the head of the chayla. Right. So therefore, he says, It's mokrach, as we say in Chavetz Chaim. <laughs> this is a solid proof. That ruchnias can spread everywhere. It is exceedingly easy for the tzaddik's students. The Kabbal Chal come to be able to receive what he has to offer. From the essence of the spirit of the Rebbe. And even after death, especially after death, they can receive from his love and his fear and his faith. That he served with all the days of his life. And unlike in his lifetime where all he could get out was something that he was able to express in some limited manner, after death, he's able to give them much more. Why? Because his essence is elevated tremendously stage after stage that his ruach is elevated to his neshama and that's connected to Gan Eden in the highest of world now then he introduces another premise we might, if I'm in the mood, we'll, we'll talk about this in the coming weeks this is a very exciting premise the Bnei Yisoscha talks about this by Avram, Avram, by the Akedah because everybody knows that every concept in holiness it can never be moved from one place to another. You can't uproot it. Even after it continues to ascend more and more, you can duplicate it, you can't get rid of it. So that's why they say that the neshama, for instance, 
that Hashem puts within us is a duplicate. The neshama remains in the neshama warehouse above. Okay, this Rogel provides us with a duplicate neshama, and our neshama here connects with that neshama there. That's the counter. Ruchnius is not moved, it is duplicated. And therefore, why is it relevant here? The tzaddik remains here in his place. Whatever there was during his lifetime, that remains here, that's what is spread among the disciples, the kolachad, to each one. Listen to the carefully to the um, qualifier. To each one, kafi his To each Talmud commensurate with how connected he was and how close he was to him, be with love. That's how much he will be able to receive. But if a disciple wants to be able to receive from the Rebbe all of his spiritual bounty, that takes an incredible pouring forth of emotion, with great love, an incredible humility. Then, if the disciple has that kind of intense yearning humility and love for his Rebbe then he can mamish draw the Rebbe's soul into his own and connect in, in not just of his Ahava and his Yira and his, his Amuna but a much deeper deeper connection now up until now we've only discussed people who knew the Tzaddik during his lifetime, and now want to relate to Okay? Just bear that in mind. Next paragraph. Andav Chav Gimel here. Even though that I've explained, and it's self-understood, Mikol Zev, from everything that we've described, that each one of the students can receive their portion and their Torah from the Spirit. Notice, not for the Nefesh. But from the Ruach of their Master, wherever he is, because my Ganeidin connects with his Ganeidin, because I have a Ganeidin too, and my Ganeidin can connect with his Ganeidin. It's like, you know, let, you know um, let, we'll do lunch. You know, my, my secretary will do lunch with your secretary. Right, so my Ganeidin can connect with the Tzaddik's Ganeidin, and, and through them, that becomes the barrier, the, the, um, the bridge. That allows me to receive. If that's the case, there's no purpose, there's no reason to go to the place of his burial. What's the point of going to the grave? I'll yearn for him. My Ganeidin will connect to his Ganeidin. And let's leave the graves out of this. The graves, after all, you're saying is only the, the Nefesh that remains by the grave. I can connect at a much deeper, higher level as we learned in the Maranayim. Why go to the gravesite? Ach. However. That would be true if the 
chain, if the rope of bound of the bond that exists between the disciple and the Rebbe was never severed. As it was when the Rebbe was still alive. And the student, the disciple, continues to conduct himself in his serving Hashem, be a with the same love, with the same faith. He continues to live as if his Rebbe was standing there. Yeah, then maybe. Then, maybe you're right. Maybe then they could continue to receive their portion of Maybe then, what Father wrote about the connection would be true and they wouldn't need to go to the grave. But if, heaven forbid, there was a severance, the chains of love were severed. Why would they possibly be severed? Mitzad tirdois hazman, because there is something called carpool and groceries. And carpool and groceries distracts a person from their ongoing love. Binyan oilam hazeh, binyanim gashmiim, because some people I heard from others, you know, in, in the coasts, get involved in stuff that are physical, right? They're busy with some physical stuff. And then, when that happens, the light of his Torah is virtually extinguished. And the love and the awe that he was able to bring to them as when he was alive. It very easily can be extinguished. And we see very often, not only is it extinguished, but it's almost completely eradicated and forgotten. We stop even remembering what it was like. These are the critical words that we're going to focus on tonight. For this reason, it was required on an ongoing basis. Even when the Rebbe was alive, there is a mitzvah in the Torah, Likabel Pinei Harav, Tamid, to go constantly and visit one's Rebbe. According to some, it's a mitzvah daraisa, that one is obligated to go and see the face of the Rebbe. And to go hear words of Torah from his mouth. One might ask the same question. What do I need it for? I can read it on the blog. I can read it in his safer. Why waste the time schlepping across the country or from country to country to go visit a Rebbe? You cannot compare even hearing his words from a distance to seeing the face of the tzaddik because the illumination of seeing the face of the tzaddik is far greater than receiving or learning his words. The best thing is is both. Learn his Torah and go see his face. They cause an incredible strength, his kashrus of band, of overwhelming love, with a tremendous thirst. 
This is the meaning of that which Chazal tells us. Uh, he, what he breaks to us here is that this is not a Hasidic concept. This is a Chazal. Where's the Chazal? It's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Anybody who cleaves to the Talmud Chacham, it's as if he's connected to the Shekhinah. Because of his connection and his bond with the Tzadik Yochel, the Kabbal Ha'oras, He's able to receive the illumination of, look at the brackets, from his higher level, through his speech, his thoughts, in the illumination of his Torah and his service. To receive, to absorb in his mind and in his heart. The illumination of his love, Yerosa, and his awe, in a way that it's completely absorbed. It's not just intellectual. Ke'inian, as we see this concept with Dvarim Ayyotsim in Alev, words that come out of the heart, if you hear it coming from the other person's heart, not from the page of a book, Nichnasim El Alev, those words are able to enter the person's heart. So, we learn here of a concept that is really not spoken about that much anymore, and that is that there's a concept of going and traveling to a Rebbe. So let's see some early sources about this concept. So let's first go to the Kedushas Levi. Start with the Kedushas Levi. This Kedushas Levi is in Parshas Toldus, as you know. The Kedushas Levi was authored by Rebbe Yitzchak of Bardichev, one of the there's 65 copies. Okay, so there's four. Um, there's a, a set. Uh, there's five sets here. So Kedushas Levi was authored by Levi Yitzchak, who was a disciple of the great Magid of Mizrich. And his classic Kedushas Levi is, uh, has been reprinted in numerous. This is the most recent version of the Kedushas Levi with vowels and annotated, and it's, it, uh, you know, it's scratch and sniff. So, in Parashas told us, it says that Avimelech said to um, no, to Yitzchak Avinu, Ro'i ra'inu ki We saw that Hashem was with you. So let's make a covenant with you. Says the Hedik about the Chiviro. Nira al Pima Shabianu Baparshas Vayera. I want to explain this along the lines of what we dis- we discussed when it says that the Malochim, the angels, came to visit Avram Avinu. The Postic there says he saw the angels, and then it says again, and he saw and he ran to greet them. So there's two times the word. Bayar in that puzzle. So, so the Levi Yitzchak explained there that one Vayar is physical sight, and the second one is, as we say in English, I see what you're saying. Right? It means an intellectual seeing. Sheheiru Sichloi. They illuminated his Seichel. When a person gazes at a tzaddik, 
Nitaisiv Bihirus Allah Adam. It adds brilliance, clarity to the person. For this reason, our Chazal tell us, This is why the Gemara says that a person has an obligation to go receive the face of his Rebbe on Yantif because that Histaklus causes a person Kedusha. If you look at footnote Memches, Right on the left-hand column, the top of the left-hand column, he brings the Isa Bikisri Arizal. The Arizal writes, The Chayvadam Lahakba Pene Rabbi Beregel Vishabis. The obligation that a person has to receive his Rebbe on Yom Tevin on Shabbos. Kiyayideshim is Stakil Berabbi. By gazing at his Rebbe, the Toysifle Behirus, he is granted clarity. Gazing at a tzaddik causes a person to become holy. And conversely, it says that there is a prohibition to look at a rasha because it causes a person the opposite. And he brings here in the footnote from the Yaris Dvash, who is Rebionis and Ibishitz, preceded the, preceded the chesidim, he writes that Kabbalah's Pnei has two purposes. One is that he receives from him a bounty of blessing, just like seeing the face of a wicked person corrupts a person and brings evil into his, himself. So too, someone who sees a tzaddik brings holiness and goodness into him, and it brings the shechina into him. And he brings a proof from a Gemara Ervin. One of the Tanoim um, says, The reason I'm sharper than the others in my group, I once saw Remeir from behind. Had I only seen him from the front, I'd be even sharper than I am. Okay. Then he brings the mayor, then the Rebbeinus Nabshitz brings the second purpose is, is for the Tzadik to look at him. That's the second thing. Anyway, there's a Drosh Zoran on this. Continues the Vaditchimurov back up on top. Because all of a sudden Avram Avinu saw, hey, by looking at these people, I all of a sudden understand the Taisvis in. You know, I've been mitching Zuch with this Taisvis for who knows how long and never was able to understand it. All of a sudden, I see this person and my mind becomes sharper and clearer. Oh, these guys are no slouches. Must be something's going on here. Avram Avinu saw that he saw. See, he said, if that's the case, these must be some really holy people. I got to go greet them. That's why he went to run to them. Okay? That's how... Rabbi Yitzchak explains why Avraham Avinu went to greet the angels. Now, let's apply that here. That's what it says over here. They say to him, We seeing did we see? 
by looking at you. We looked at you. We came to a whole other site. Meaning, they realized, these wicked people realized, that when they looked in his holy image, all of a sudden, our seichel became sharper and illuminated. Over here is God. We got all of a sudden we were overcome with this great illumination. So we came to the conclusion: clearly, you're a godly man. We saw that the shchina dwells upon you. It illuminated our seichel. by looking at a holy person. The kedusha of Hashem is upon him. And therefore we came to cleave to you because we sensed your righteousness. Gewalt. Okay, so that's entry level chsidus. That a person, when they gaze at Kedusha, they imbibe Kedusha. It's called in the Hasidic writings Kedusha by Osmosis. Okay? Let's take it a step further. Take a look at the Marvashamish. Marvashamish is one generation later. Marvashamish was a Kleinimus Kalman Epstein, was a disciple of Rabbi the Melech of Lezhensk, who was a contemporary of the Kedusha Slavi. And this is in last week's Parsha, Parsha's two weeks ago, Mikates. On the post, um, where does it say that? Grab me the chumish. There's like a, a right up on top, laying sideways. That really thick one. Thank you. Gimel, yeah. So the pasuk here says like this: that this is where they came, and he sat all the brothers down in the correct order, right? And then when they, when they came to visit, so Vayisa, all the brothers carried from him alem. Vayisa masoyes based part of alem, and he increased the massa of Binyamin more so than all of theirs five times more, and they ate and they drank with him. Says the the Masoyskana. What kind of language does Masois means to uplift? I just want to say this, he says, I'm not telling you Pshat, so all the Chavetz Chaim guys can relax. It's a Remes. I'm just saying that it's it's an illusion. Everybody knows the tremendous advantage to connect to a tzaddik. And the main arena by gazing at the face of a tzaddik maybe kedusha gedoyla el adam. Gazing at the face of a tzaddik brings a great holiness upon the person. Like the Gemara says in the fact that I'm sharper is because I saw Rameir. 
The more a person is connected to the tzaddik, he's going to become holier. And the tzaddik will bring upon that person a greater amount of air, of spiritual energy and holiness. Look what he does here. The holy tribes, the brothers of Yosef, when they came to this great meal, they invited them to Asuda. So they connected. Tavshin Gimel here. They connected with Yosef. As all the Svarim tell us, he was the tzaddik, he was the foundation of the world. Is Mashach Aleim, by their sitting down to this meal with him, it drew upon them, just by looking at him and eating with him, it drew upon each one of them a tremendous amount of Kedusha. This is the explanation of the Pasuk in the way of a hint. They each carried away tremendous acquisitions from simply his face. He says, Masa over here is from a language of light. We learn in the Mishnah, you can't, that's where they light thee from, from mountain to mountain, is they take the light from his face. Pay, pay, where does pay go here? There it is. Yeah. So, the Haino, the top of the page here, by just by seeing Yosef, he drew for them Ayr and Kedusha. Is Vatorav, Masses, Binyamin, Masses, Kulam, Chamesh Yodas, and Binyamin drew that much more. Binyamin allowed himself to draw close that much more. And therefore, if he all of you has a this he was able to draw from Yosef five times as much. What are the five times? Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. He had no barriers. He had no conflict with Yosef. Hence, he was able to connect to Yosef, his brother, on all five levels of the Neshama. Vidaik, and understand this well. Now let's see what the Tver Shleimah, the Rebbe of Radomsk, tells us. This is in a piece on Rosh Hashanah. And this is, this has a whole different slant. Tavtzadik Gimel. So he's commenting on the davening of Rosh Hashanah. Sorry, you guys are going to be late to wherever you're going. Tough luck. Got it? Uvechain, one of the Uvechains we say right by Akela Kodesh. Uvechain, Tzadikim. You don't have it? No. You gotta have it. If one of you has it, all of you has it. 
What's on the other side of it? And, uh, it's the uh, Kedusha Slavi. On the back of the Kedusha Slavi. The right-hand column. The Tzadikim are going to see, and they're going to rejoice. And the Tzadikim are going to exalt with song. This can be explained by that which is known, the greatness of Tzadikim, those who are attached to them, and those who hover in their shade, and they spend months and, and weeks, the Kabbal Panem, to be able to receive their countenance. Since ever since the Balshemtiv came to the world, Hadavar, and he revealed this matter. to spread the cloud of his light over the darkness of the world. That's an explanation of what the Balshemakadish did. Because what happened before the Balsham Kodesh came along? Before the Balsham Tov came to the world, there were many righteous people in the generation. There were people who toiled in Torah and in Avoid and in acts of kindness. But they were isolated. They isolated themselves. They put themselves in what we call an ivory tower. And they were holy people. They were very pure, holy, exalted, great, great souls, super souls. That was good then. But now in our times, the main Iker, the the, the 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 top priority. Lecha is bi'ilan gadol is to hold on to the great tree. Uli istapeach benachlosoi and to take part in this inheritance. Vidovar ze and this concept of holding on to the great tree, referring to attaching to a tzaddik. Oymedlem lischus b'zeu will do benefit to one in this world and in the next. Meaning, because even in the time to come, it says, each tzaddik will be able to hold ten people. And each of us, according to our level, will have the privilege of gazing at the sweetness. Look at this. We will have the merit, the privilege to see the Ovois. And the righteous who lived before us in each and every generation. But this we will not attain. Unless we take the time out to connect to the tzaddikim that are alive. For Long, long years. Unless, if we don't take out the time to go see the tzaddikim who are alive, then we don't get to see the tzaddikim lost in love in the world to come. That's why in the davening of Rosh Hashanah, it uses this this language. In future, the tzaddikim will see and they will rejoice. Meaning. 
The fact that we will once get to see the tzaddikim We rejoice now already. We're already rejoicing now for the fact that in the time to come we're going to merit that we are going to get to see the tzaddik. We'll get to see the Balsham HaKodesh and the Magid. And our forefathers. So we're rejoicing now already for that privilege. But it depends. Therefore, even now, the chsidim already exalt in song. We rejoice now. That we have the merit now to receive, to to um, see their faces. To impart upon us their their holiness. That we should be zoicha speedily the kabbal pnei mishichenu to receive Mashiach. And we we yearn to be able to receive all of the tzaddikim that will be resurrected with the resurrection of the dead. And if we do that, we should speedily see the comfort of Tzion and Yerushalayim. One more source. Okay, one more. You got it there? It should be, it's called Nesiyah Litzadik. What page? So he says like this. This sefer is a very, very fascinating fellow. His name is Ephraim Fischelstein. Not a relative of mine. Maybe. I don't think so. He lived, I don't know, I hope he's still alive. He printed like an encyclopedia on Torah and Chomish, probably, I don't know, 12 volumes. Very, very interesting. He just quotes, gathers concepts, and each week, fascinating, he has an obsession with Tachnu. So each week he brings something about Tachnu. And he was just an interesting fellow. So I, I once ran into a, a sefer of his, and I called him, which is one of the biggest mitzvahs you could ever do to the author of a sefer. So he sent me everything he ever wrote, and... Some of it was really, so really... So he has a sefer called Nasiel the Tzaddik, Traveling to the Tzaddik. And he did this in memory of his father. His mother he has a whole... All, almost every sefer he did, he has a whole thing about his mother. This is what I think he did in memory of his father. So here he writes... I don't know where he found this. He found it in a sefer called Ahalei Tzaddikim. And what's fascinating is, is that the people he's quoting, you'll see in a minute, this is somebody I knew. Sipur Rav the ning you sing by Shalashidis is Yasalamandabam's ning. That's his ning. He was a chosid of my great grandfather, the Kedusha Sien from Babav. Okay? So he repeated, He said in the name of my great grandfather. That a expert doctor told his father. His father was a, was always a very sickly man. 
So he would travel to mineral baths. Evidently, they used to believe in that. So I think some places they still do. And the doctor told his father, The doctor, this mumkha, this great expert, told his father that there are three things you got to know about going to the mineral baths. Number one, Elohim. Echad, you first got to really believe that concealed in these mineral baths is some hidden power that can help to cure a person. Because if you don't believe in this cure, they really can't really help you. Sounds like another wacky method that I know somebody who practices. So if you don't really believe it, it doesn't work. That's number one. Bays, shapa machas leisagi. It's never enough just to go once. Vim roitzim leisrap is karoy. If you really want to be cured, tzrichim lo ve'alem pamayim v'sholos v'yaz. You got to come back two, three times, probably more. That's the second thing about the mineral baths. Gimel. The third thing is shapulas harufua einu mergeshes hetev. You're not gonna feel the cure right away. You're only going to begin to feel better after you return home. After all the bathing, weeks later, you're first going to feel the difference. So one, you got to believe. Two, it doesn't work if you only do it once. Three, you're not going to feel it right away. It's going to take weeks till you feel it. Okay? So the Kedushan is repeating from his father, the Bible said to say this over from his father, The same three concepts apply to traveling to go see tzaddikim. Okay? Number one, you got to really believe that in the hands of the tzaddik, that the tzaddik knows how to cure him from the illnesses of his heart. To cleanse his soul from all forms of impurity. And you got to really believe in the power, the greatness of the tzaddik, to bring down the bounty from heaven. And if you travel to the tzaddik without that belief, you're wasting your time. That's number one. So it's like the baths. If you don't believe, you're not going to gain anything. Number two, it's not enough to come to the tzaddik for one visit. A person who's into it, who wants to really benefit from his impression, to cleave to him in his Torah. You need to go on a regular basis, to hang out there. In the shade of his faith, on a regular basis. And only then can a person hope to serve Hashem with love and joy. And number three is that the bounty, the, that which we the tzaddik is able to impart will not be felt while you're still there and you're in his shade 
only after you return home, almost Baba Hashem, wrapped up with the love of Hashem, will be Yiras Hashem, and in the fear of Hashem, Shesofak, that you absorbed, Bikirbai, call you may Shehusai, the entire time that Betzelkar is a tzaddik, only then Azai Murgeshes Kedushas Hashba, that's when a person will be able to feel the difference, Biyesis says, Biyesis in a much greater way. Ad Khan Dvar this is. His words, v'divrei pichacham chen, and the words of the wise are charming. So, the you'll see when we go back to as he talks about the emuna in the tzaddik, and the whole concept of emuna tzaddikim is a structure for itself. Yaminu b'ashem, it says, Yisrael trusted, they believed in Hashem over my There's a whole concept of emuna. Without that emuna, it doesn't work. All right, we'll take it up from here. Imyutz